Hello guys, welcome back. Today I'm going to be talking about um, less nerdy things than usual, I would say. Um, some real life stuff. I think uh, for the order of how these things are put out, maybe last episode was the one where it got like a tad political. So I guess that's real stuff too. But uh, no, this will be the one where I kind of touch on uh, finding out uh, that I'm going to be a dad and uh, the kid that we're expecting. So pause for dramatic effect, but, uh, no, it's been wonderful, I was not one of those people that was like, ah, no, scary, my life is now gonna change, now I can't travel the world and go and fight on the front lines, I have a kid to think about, and it's like, were you doing those things anyway? No. So, you know, I've always been someone that wanted a kid, so, uh, the timeline, obviously, life throws at you when you are not I mean, you're always going to rise to the occasion of dealing with things in life. That's what I believe. I mean, worthwhile people will, and that's what you should strive to do is, you know, meet the challenges uh, that you're thrown and deal with it because you're constantly thrown everything in life. I mean, come on. It's rarely to your own schedule or preference. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's something that I, I feel prepared to do, and I know uh, my wife's prepared for it, and we're getting there, too. She's, uh, I think, five months pregnant, or along, I don't know what to say, I'm really, like, behind in all the jargon, uh, so, you know, we're past that point of where it's, you know, you're as in the clear as you can be, so it's worth sharing to people, and we told family and stuff, but figured for whatever, like, five people actually listened, <laughs> you know, uh, I figured I would put it out there, as it's something, you know, significant going on on my side. Uh, we found some cool names, and by that I mean it's been an ongoing debate of some selections that I've put in and some that she's put in as a short list, and then about 80 additional ones that I've put in that were scrapped. And, you know, I'm not going to deny that a lot of them are from comics, mo movies, books, manga, um some historical figures, but they wound up being kind of culturally out of touch from what we thought would be acceptable for the kid. A lot of, um, I have a, again, a, you know, anyone who's who's got up to date on the, the lore of this podcast knows uh, I have a degree in Japanese history um, slash culture, I guess you could say. And uh, for me, a lot of these um, historical figures were people that I spent, you know, academically two or three years studying, but in my personal life, since I was, um, I know, like, um, what's that, in between junior high, middle school? I don't know. <clears throat> Somewhere in that age. I remember being fascinated and doing a tremendous amount of independent um, learning and, and research. And my brother was always going to the library for super fun reasons that were usually, like, to get Holocaust books. I mean, like, education books, obviously. Like, he's, a, you know, budding Jewish scholar, not anything weird, but... We'd always be there, and I'd be like, well, I'm at the library, may as well find something I like, and then, yeah. Uh, anyway, I can get off topic. It's really not technically about me. There is, as I call it, Player 3 coming. Um, Gender-wise, I think that's the follow-up question everybody always has and I'm supposed to um, answer. We have no idea yet, nor I think could we even know if we wanted to. It's still too early. But uh don't know if we are going to find out. We're really flip-floppy on that. 
I would like to, I guess, because I'm a prepare for everything kind of guy, and I just feel like, you know, in 2018, this expression's dicey, but they say you're going to paint the room blue and it's a girl, and so I don't want to, you know, prepare and purchases and clothes and things like that, and then find out that, I mean, everyone's going to say, yes, you can put them in, I know you can put boys in pink clothes and stuff, but I mean, like, full-on dresses and stuff, I'm just, you know, there's no need. Nothing against it. If the kid wants to, by all means. But at that, like the the things that people and grandparents and everyone are gonna buy for you are are just gonna be, you know, like for the gender. They're not gonna. Anyway, that's a whole other thing. But no, I, I we don't know now, and I don't. Th- I don't know. This one's really tough. I'm back and forth. I'm sure everyone kind of goes through it this way, but I want to know because I'm I'm you know. Uh, pragmatic, logical kind of person, and it would really just help fit some puzzle pieces in. But at the same time, that's one of the biggest, like, life reveal plot moments that you get. <laughs> Obviously, you gotta make it a movie thing. That's, you know, everyone's got that shorthand list of, like, the top most memorable, like, plot twists or moments that, like, something hit them and it stays with them forever. In a movie, but in, in real life. I mean, in a good way. You really don't get a lot of those in a good way. You get, like, proposed to, but as a dude, that doesn't really happen. And then you get, like... You know, like, I guess getting a university acceptance letter is pretty cool. Or acceptance call, like, whatever, you know what I mean? Or, or getting, like, like a huge job call unexpected. I don't, there's things. Whatever. It's good times. Uh, you live your life how you want to live it. But... Um, probably gonna have another episode about that closer to where we would disclose the gender but speaking of, of people buying stuff though I mean already her my in-laws have bought like like more clothes for the baby than I think I own because <laughs> most of what I own is in the form of like graphic t-shirts and jeans and this baby already has like at least 30 articles of clothing in the last photo they sent and not to mention like I did some buying but not of clothes I bought like I call them the essentials like uh box set compendium of like all these DC children's books that are like super adorable but they teach important lessons it's like Batman teaches you why you need to go to bed early which in itself again I love because he's as uh, Jeff pointed out he (laughs) does not actually (laughs) go to bed early but um, the like uh, you know girl power and it's Wonder Woman and Power Girl and uh, uh, I think like Know, I'm assuming running or some shit with the Flash. Like, it's great. I'm going to look at it, and I think it's, like, 30, 12 books or something. I got them, like, DC-themed, like, teethers and pacifiers, like Wonder Woman and Batman, respectively, because I don't know the gender, but that, that doesn't really matter. I mean, like, everyone can... Like, it's a mouth thing. It's not really... Um, what else? I got, like, a Nightmare Before Christmas um, hat. And... I don't know. I, again, obviously, henceforth, this will be a topic that is uh, mentioned a lot. Because I'm going to keep making these episodes when I can, and they're going to presumably become more and more about the baby. Less in the pregnancy state and more in the uh, <laughs> being born and existing in my life forever state. Um, anyway. Good times, though. Uh... I got a pretty good thing at work. I mean, like, it's a pretty good place that I work now, and uh, ideally that's indefinite because it's actually with the government. So um, 
you know, that'd be wicked. And then that's the kind of thing you, you need to check on your boxes when you're having a kid is like having a good a job, a car, good home. Good home in, in, in 2018 in modernity does not mean buying a house because fuck that. I live in a city where I shit you not, it is no less than a million dollars to buy a house. And it's in Canadian dollars, which is pretty close to American dollars. Like, they're comparable. We're usually a matter of a couple cents under or something. But it's like, this isn't like some crazy third world market town here. In Toronto, it's actually ridiculous. I mean, the house I grew up in when we sold it, now you go back and you look at the lot and it's worth like $3 million. And obviously that's not what we got. And it's, uh, you see it all over the place, these like crap shack houses that are like falling apart still sell for like no less than a million bucks in a bid and a million if you're lucky. So anyway, uh, I was reading an article in our uh, Toronto star, which is like our, I guess, New York times of Toronto, I guess. I don't know. That's probably generous. Anyway, it's informative in a way. So it was talking about how there's this big stigma on long-term rentals in the city, but like statistically it just it doesn't make sense and it's very inaccessible for a lot of people to buy. And so uh, where I live is like the heart of the Grand or the Greater Toronto area. I was going to call it the Grand Theft Auto because it's the, it's, the acronym is GTA. It's the Greater Toronto area. It's like a borough. So our collection of like five, six actually, you refer to Drake's song, uh, six joined... Uh, Burroughs, Toronto, uh, fuck, Etobicoke, Scarborough, Mississauga, Markham, Vaughn, I think, I don't know, I really should know this, but, I don't know, I'm not gonna say anything against the other ones, but if you live in Toronto, or, yeah, you just, you know what's up, so it's a good time. Uh, probably going to look to move, but the amount of moving you can do with a baby and a, it's also something I'm going to refer to in further episodes because I got, it's one of those, either move down a couple blocks from here or move like a couple provinces over. And again, we have provinces are similar to states for American listeners. This became very, uh, very educational. Uh... <laughs> But I think everything's uh, pretty optimistic across the board. I mean, everyone always uh, is very complimentary, and it's nice. And it it's one of those things that you also become very interested in sharing experience with, with like-minded uh, friends or other people that are either like recent parents or becoming parents because it's like, in a way, not scary, but it's like, you know, you're do, you want to get the Yelp reviews, man. You want to like find out what's up or like oh you guys also doing this like oh okay you know that happened to your vagina i don't know i don't know what happens but you know it's nice we're hanging out with a few of those uh type people at a party last night and it was cool because you know we're getting going to the bar and getting drinks and like i can drink and her husband can drink and then i gotta like get cranberry ginger ale (laughs) for the girls and it's it's great. I mean, obviously, like, nobody should drink, be drinking while pregnant, but, like, the bartender, like, it was so stupid. and couldn't figure it out. Like, you don't want me to put anything in that? I'm like, nope, just just as it is. And I went up, like, three fucking times to get more beer and to, like, I kept getting it for them. And this person was like, I don't understand, man. Anyway, actually, 
there was this person that approached us at, at the party, and uh, he, he knew my wife from somewhere, and he was like, does everyone know you're pregnant? Like, and, like, we're all standing there as a circle of, like, eight people. And everyone kind of went silent, like, obviously. And also, she looks kind of pregnant now. And he, like, goes over and whispers in her ear. He's like, it's not a secret? And I'm like, this is getting really strange. And I'm standing there, previously having been introduced as husband. And I'm like, how's it going, man? And he's like, did you know? I'm like, hmm, like, this wasn't someone else's party. I'd break your face. I don't understand <laughs> why you're taking this uh, line of, we'll call it jokes. But anyway... No, she, she's not super pregnant looking. You could, if you knew that's what's up, you could tell. But, uh, you know, I don't think it's at the point where people are going to give up subway seats. Which <laughs> I kind of look forward to. As someone who's lived in a, as I mentioned, Toronto, in like an urban environment my entire life. I've given up like 100,000 fucking seats for pregnant women. Because I just have always, my mom and dad, dad less so because he's a demon. But my mom was like make sure you always get up for, like, old people, disabled people, and pregnant women. And, like, okay, makes sense. But, <laughs> you know, it's so many years of doing it, I feel like now I finally get to be like, yo, people, she's pregnant. Perhaps you could vacate the seat. Uh, but Toronto's a great place, especially recently. I mean, I was having a lot of political discussions with uh, a very hot-headed friend who enjoys politics, um... But he and I were, you know, compared to a lot of the other provinces, BC maybe we'll leave out of this, but we, there's a lot of unprecedented growth in Ontario, and it's a pretty good time to be here. Again, to anyone not living here, I'd encourage it. We also need uh, those tourism dollars. Lots to see and, I don't know, eat and drink and smoke recently as of October 17th. Um, speaking of that uh, colleague, actually, he and I started another podcast, and it's something uh, we'd sort of been off and on writing for a couple of years uh, that we just figure what the hell we'll, we'll put to, I say put to paper, but I guess you'd put to mic. Um, it's called Boobies and Suits, and it's like a comedy, I don't know, sort of like a mix between a skit and just a, you know, a vlog, and we're just doing, it's a lot of like old sort of Brooklyn Jewish, you know, like Where's your sweater? You need to put a sweater on. Like, I don't need the damn sweater. Like, that kind of stuff. And, you know, we'd riff on it. And then you, during this, you know, video games and drinking and smoking and all kinds of... Probably not smoking, but there's all, all kinds of stuff. Uh, we'll do... He's He's got some accents in him as well. So, I mean, it gets to be a good time. It's the kind of thing, especially for, like, a... I'm very picky with my podcast, that's why I assume people are, are similar, so, you know, you actually feel like you're getting some worth if it's just an audio and you're getting, like, different accents, because then it may as well be, like, other people there, yeah, <laughs> so, uh, check it out, it'll be, it'll be on iTunes soon, I gotta coordinate with him on that, but now I think it is on podcast.com, the same place you can find mine, um, under boobies and suits, uh, like, boobies B-U-B-B-I-E-S-I-N-S-U-I-T-S. I realize not everybody knows how to spell boobies. No worries. Uh, so check that out. I think it'll be on iTunes soon, though. Also, uh, same with this one. I mean, feel free to leave any comments and ratings in iTunes. It actually helps the 
helps a lot to get an idea of if you guys are listening, what you like, what kind of stuff's going on. So I really, uh, you know, I try to be personable with that. I try to reach out. Uh, yeah, I guess I'll leave it at that for now. I'm kind of playing Red Dead Redemption. I, I didn't really want to mention it because it's not a video gamey episode, but I'm getting chased by a bunch of bounty hunters, and the horse I have is just leaving them in the dust. This is... Um, all right, I will have to actually include a Red Dead Redemption story. I lied. All right, last week, I was wandering around the Arctic. I don't even think the Arctic is a fair way to... I was wandering around the cold parts of the map, and then Red Dead's like an old-timey western, <laughs> the Arctic. I, I know my geography. I was wandering around a very frozen, cold, mountainous part of the map, just looking... Uh, just looking for interesting spots on the map, just so that I could have like the map explored. And there was like a picture of a buffalo on the map, so I'm like, alright, let's do it. It was called, like, Lake... <sighs> Fuck, I can look at the map now. It was called Lake... Say Isabella. Yeah, Isabella, okay, yeah. It's sort of like a roughly sh- fish-shaped lake that it has, like, a island in the middle of it. But I was exploring around there, trying to find this legendary white buffalo as I'm, like, collecting the clues and, and following the storyline. At the corner of my eye, I see this horse, and this thing is like Shadowfax in, in Lord of the Rings, the Two Towers. This thing is, like, whiter than snow. It's cr- and it literally was, because we were surrounded by snow, and it was glowing. This thing fucking blew me away. So, obviously, I throw a lasso, and I, I calm it, and I try to, you know, I, I mount it. <laughs> it's no fun way to say that. It's not weird. And it does that mini game where you have to, like, balance it, and, and successful completion of that means that you've broken in the horse, and then you get to use the horse. But I, I don't know, there was just a disconnect of it did not show me the instructions on how to play the minigame. Like, it just thrust me in it. And I had no fucking idea, like, which way I was supposed to be putting the joysticks. Because if you if you don't know, I mean, am I supposed to left and right or front and, and backwards? Is it inverted? Am I supposed to match, like, his movements or the horse's movements? I went to a cowboy bar, like, a year ago, and they had a bull machine. And I was told the way that rodeo people do it is you... You're supposed to counter it. You're supposed to like go against the movements of it, but um, or maybe it was go with it. I really, I yeah, was not listening. It was a lot of loud music, and it was like down, down, down. You know what I mean, like countryish. But some country is nice. But look, this horse fucked me up. It kicks me off, and then I run. You know, I, I'm trying to chase it. And I finally managed to get it again, and I fail this game. And this fucking mini game is impossible without instructions. And this time, I get, like, kicked off a cliff that I was chasing it on, and, like, I can't find it again. So, I load the game, and I ride all the fucking way back up there, and I, finding it's not in the same spot, I have to, like, ride around this whole fucking lake looking for it, and I find it, and then I lose two or three more times of that minigame, but still, like, I'm tracking it expertly now, and I'm, like, making sure my horse is nearby, but there's just no winning, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. At one point, I'm just wiggling the joysticks and counterclockwise circles and just nothing. No no successes. So, I don't know. I just just was really disheartened with the game. <laughs> I put it down for a couple of days. And I came back to it, and it kind of saved in, like, like it set up camp for me, and it saved somewhere nearby. And when I left the, the cave, I don't know why. I just figured I would play and just go back to the mission. 
but the horse was like standing there and it wasn't moving and it was because as I got closer like there were these two wolves that had it like cornered and it was this was like the same white horse and for some reason it was like doing that thing in the game where horses get spooked by wolves and it couldn't run and like they just started like attacking it so obviously it killed them and I used my bow so I could like keep the pelts and stuff but um, had I not the horse would have died which would have made me like extremely mad but because I guess I don't know if the game it's a thing or it was just a, kind of an anomaly but they they died and then the horse was just very very chill and then when I approached it and mounted the horse it, it did not require the minigame I don't know if it was like a glitch because I saved nearby and like it loaded the horse in my save. I don't know what happened, but it was like leave cave, save this horse from these wolves, and then the horse and I are just—it's—it's it's cool. It, it's not like level one bonding. I still had to like brush it a few times to get like to start getting that level on the board, but it just was fine. It was—it was not like oh a mini game to not get kicked in the spine by a horse. And uh, yeah, I. I Took actually both horses back. Uh, I did not find the buffalo, so I took two wolf <laughs> two wolf carcasses back with two horses. But uh, I did not get the buffalo. I think about that sometimes. I got way better of a prize. I, I think I don't know what the buffalo would give me, but I got this magical, as it's actually called, Arabian horse. It's not called magical. It's just an Arabian horse, just whiter than cotton. And uh, the first mission I got to take it on was one where I had to hunt down a white cougar in a cave. And it was just, it's very cool. It's been a special experience. I uh, definitely, again, recommend you guys play it. But it's not about that today. So I will see you guys next time. And uh, yeah, let me know what you want to hear more of. Take it easy.